everyone, Terry Welbrock here, host of the Healing Place podcast, and super excited about today's episode with two wonderful, amazing, trauma-informed individuals uh, who are here. Jessie Graham has, this will be her third time on the show. She joined me uh, quite a while ago for an episode, and then we did, uh, she joined me for a Facebook Live when I was doing the Pandemic Self-Care series. Um, and then Cindy is joining us to talk about her incredible work uh, with her organization. So stay tuned for just an empowering, enlightening, beautiful, beautiful conversation on uh, trauma and trauma recovery um, and some great stories. We really shared some great stories, um, well, powerful stories. Uh, so yeah. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock. See the big smile on my face for the you watching the video. Um, but you can probably hear it on the audio. So we had just had a great discussion before I just hit record, but super excited to, one, welcome back, Jesse Graham, who's been on the podcast twice. So those of you who've been listening over the last five years, she did a Facebook Live during the pandemic self-care series and uh, then did another interview, gosh, a couple of years ago. And she is uh, co-creating change coaching, but is really focusing on parent coaching. And then I am so super excited to have Cindy Stanford with me. And she is founder and CEO of ACES Matter and so much more. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank so, you. Let's start with Cindy. I, I, Jesse, I know you and I have, have had beautiful chats before, but Cindy, I'm really I'm looking forward to learning about uh, your story with ACES Matter and uh, the mission of your work. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. For, so first, let me thank Jesse Graham, because I have a favorites folder, like Jesse's favorites. Whenever Jesse sends me a podcast, <laughs> for uh, an article to listen to and she's pretty she's pretty on top of it I have a folder that I've set aside just so that I can like schedule Jesse's <laughs> recommendations in and you were one of them so oh. Oh. you know when we start doing this work we we open up this portal where we see that there were lots of people out there that have stories similar to ours and obviously Jesse thank you because when my portal opened for me in 2020 Jesse was one of the angels on the inside of it yeah thank you jesse yeah and as you can see jesse has caused a chain reaction which has <laughs> led me to you so um the story of aces matter um and thank you for having me again terry um it, it started at a copy machine terry uh during during COVID, february of 2020 um my background obviously uh, is in education but in this particular job i was in a different role, but the role was still around training other people on essentially how to behave or how to help kids behave and, and longer the short. But the ACES Matter journey started because one of the facilitators was getting ready to do a mini session on the adverse childhood experience study. And she had made a she had made some copies of that 10 question quiz. Now I'm 42 years old, it's 2020. I had never heard of this thing called the ACES study. It was my turn to use the copy machine. And when I went up to use the copy machine, I moved her copy off. Well, she had just left one and she was out the door. So as I'm waiting for mine, of course, being the nosy teacher that I am, I looked down like, what is what? Because something on that paper stuck out to me. And it was a question about domestic violence. 
And it says something about your childhood. And so, of course, I read it, Terry. And when I sat at that moment in February and I read all 10 of those questions that wanted to know, did you have these experiences before you turned 18? I was like, this paper is about me. So I immediately wanted to know, like, what does this mean? And I answered the questions. In that moment, I scored myself a nine out of those 10 adversities. And that was only because there was one question that I didn't fully understand. So I didn't give myself points on, or points. <laughs> I didn't give myself a, a yes on that one. Um, so when I found out about the ACES study at a copy machine, um, I think I just had a numb feeling at the time. Maybe my, I honestly can't describe it. It was just kind of like one of those things that just went over my head. I remember, I remember exactly what I did. I picked up the phone and I called my educator cousin, who's a couple of cities away from me. And I remember asking her, have you ever heard of this thing called the Adverse Childhood Experience Study? And as a teacher, I think she was an elementary teacher at the time. She said, yeah, I think so. I think they came and did a training in our district a couple of years ago, but I, that was it. That was all I know. And the reason why I share that part of the story, Terry, is because that cousin that I call, we grew up together in a three bedroom house in Lubbock, Texas. And there were at least 15 of us in that one house at any one given time with my two grandparents. And to hear my cousin share with me um, what her score was and to know that we grew up in the exact same house, slept in the bedrooms across from each other. And I never knew. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I, I, I'm right there with you in that I remember the moment that ACES came, came across my radar and I read it and I had the exact same experience. Like, did they, who wrote this? Did they, were they in my house? Did, how did they know this about me? And just such an aha moment, but even a step further, being the researcher that I am and so curious, I immediately dove onto Google and was like, ACES and started to, you know, see the connections of the impact that adverse childhood experiences was having in my adult life. And all those light bulbs started going off like, oh my gosh, now I, now I get it. Yeah. 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 And that powerful, was, powerful. that was, uh, I did similar to you, um, but it didn't happen for me right away because I was employed at the time. And then when the world shut down, um, March 2020, I lost my job, world shutting down, all this stuff was going on. So now, like we were talking about in the pre-call, we were kind of like forced to sit with ourselves, right? Some of us. Um, and that led me to picking up uh, Nadine Burke Harris's book, The Deepest Well. And I also watched a film called The Resilience, film, the Res Resilience Biology of Stress and the Science of Hope, where this 60 minute documentary was like all about ACEs. And so now my neurons are firing, like they are firing. Um, ACEs matter ended up being birthed Terry on May 27th of 2020, which was two days after George Floyd had happened. And I think I heard one of your previous guests say this, whoever the heavens, something got downloaded to me during that time that all of that division was going on in the world, on the internet, while we were locked in our houses. And it was all lives matter, black lives matter, blue lives, it was just a lot of hate, right? Yes. And all I could see from George Floyd's story with the pieces that were getting clipped on the, the media was what potential he had as a child. 
he was going to be a football player. He was going to do this. And he was so smart, but his mom had to move a lot. His mom was a single mom. They lived in poverty in an area in Houston. There were lots of guns and drugs and that. Uh, and so when I was hearing that, Terry, you know, I wasn't hearing all of that noise. I heard aces. Which my research brain went, well, what about Derek Chauvin? Let me go Google him and see what I can find out. And sure enough, I Googled Derek Chauvin and with allegedly the information that you can find on the internet, he had a pretty tough childhood, pretty crappy childhood. So divorce involved. There was some psychiatry stuff involved in one article where he was uh, uh, taking the lives of innocent animals at the age of 10. So all the signs were there. Terry, right after the mom and dad divorced. One of them turned to drugs. One of them got a badge. And as all that division was happening, I will say that what got downloaded to me during 2020 to do this work was it wasn't just about all lives matter, blue lives matter, brown lives matter, white lives matter. I said, their aces matter. And that's how this baby was born. And I was like, I want to go tell everybody in whatever way I can get them to listen. And that's Jesse was one of my friends that I met down this portal because I was like, who can I find? And so, Terry, I used I, we were stuck in the house. I went to social media. I'm like, let me hashtag. Let me just follow this hashtag. Adverse childhood experiences. And that's how I found all of my new friends was through hashtags. And, and I was able to build this community of people who just needed a different way to learn about ACEs. Um, and, and in a more intentional, loving conversation type of way. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. One, I love you to do, you say portal, but two, what immediately popped into my head was, so I had been through two horrific bank robberies when I was 21 and 22, same assailants. Um, and during the second one, the, the assailant who had held a gun to my head in the first one, used the gun and murdered my coworker during the second one. And so I, that was like the cherry on the top of a very crappy childhood cake. And, um, but when I found out that he had died in prison years and decades later, um, I just remember falling to my knees and just, you know, sobbing because I was like, Oh my gosh, I hope he finds the peace that he was looking for. And Immediately, it was the same sort of thing. I now understand like that download thing. Like I had this vision of he and I both as these innocent little creatures, these little babies, right? And we were both born these little people. And somewhere along his path, somewhere along the way, uh, he, I don't know his ACEs, his story. Was he abused? Was he, not that I was making excuses for his behavior, but I was, I understood it. And I said, I don't know what happened in his life because he ended up making these choices that impacted my life in such a profound way. And so I just was able to reach a, a beautiful place of forgiveness with him um, simply because I chose to look at him light to light, soul to soul, instead of human to human, if that makes sense. Makes a ton of sense. Makes yeah. a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. And Terry, thank you for boldly sharing that with the world. I read that and I read that on your website. And what I learned, the difference I learned between empathy and sympathy, they say it's easier to have empathy for somebody if you've had a similar experience. Like if you can, if it was 
very like. And I, when I read that about you, um, you know, just witnessing somebody being taken by that. Yeah, it's a lot. And um, um, the forgiveness piece, I can relate to you because on my, um, this is funny because I don't talk about this that often, but when I do that, that date comes back. So on July 5th of 1993 was the day before my 16th birthday. Yay. Um, but sadly, um, there was a gentleman who I know his A score had to be very high just because we grew up together. Um, he made a decision that affected my 16th birthday, <laughs> uh, that affected my entire family. He took the life of my older brother oh. on July 5th of 1993. Now, what makes this story unique is that the gentleman who took the life of my brother, I want to say he was 19 at the time and my brother was 20. And that gentleman was my very first boyfriend. And when I was a seventh grader, oh my God, you can, I'm sure you can understand like there was a hole there because although I hadn't quote unquote had boy, he hadn't been my boyfriend in a couple of years. Y'all know middle school. You remember who you fell in love with in middle school if you, if, <laughs> yeah. if you experienced that, right? Yes. He yes. was the one I fell in love with in middle school. And I had him as what I called my boyfriend for two years in middle school until he dropped out and started selling drugs. And then, of course, I couldn't date him anymore. Sadly, a year before, I mean, the year I'm starting high school is the year I lose my brother to that same boy I had fell in love with. And then to put the cherry on top of the... <laughs> Uh, earth cake or whatever. My brother's name is Rodney. And the guy who killed my brother's name was Rodney. Wow. They were both born premature. They were both born from in, within, I'm going to say broken homes. I didn't have dads in their life. And so I forgive Rodney for what he did to my Rodney brother, right? Like it feels like the right thing to do because now I understand that the environment that we were living in when I grew up created incidents like that to be okay. And um, so forgiveness for the listeners, I think is an important, important part of the healing process. How can you forgive somebody that took the life of your brother? Well, now I kind of know why he did it. And of those 37, whatever trillion cells they have, they say we have on the inside of us, they made a decision because that Rodney did not feel safe in front of my Rodney. And he made a decision in that moment based on um, it, it was going to be either him or me, you know? And so uh, that is another reason why I do the work because of the violence and Rodney's death. My 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 brother Rodney's death didn't start there. Two years later, I lose my stepbrother to gun violence again. Okay. Fast forward to 2018. My nephew of my older brother who had passed away, who was only like three years old when my brother died, was then shot and killed in that same city. So now I've got three male relatives all in the same city, dead within a period of 20 years, all within their 20s, right? And then what made it even worse, why this work is so important to me, not to make this a, a, a crime TV episode. Um, my younger brother, 
y'all know how they say with us, they say ACEs it, when when they're happening, when this trauma is happening in childhood, that the age that it is happening is extremely important. Okay, so I'm getting ready to, I'll turn 16 the next day. So obviously, you know, July 6th was more about planning, you know, for the funeral. It wasn't about celebrating um, me turning 16. But my younger brother, he was 13. And so now how do you explain this to a 13 year old that your big brother that you were just riding bikes with yesterday is now gone at the hands of, you know, a, a, a gang member? My younger brother became a murderer in 2019. Do y'all see how this pattern works in yes. that exact same city? So my brother, my stepbrother, my nephew, and now my brother. Story doesn't stop there because my brother felt so unsafe, my youngest brother. So now I've got my oldest one's gone. I got my youngest one who has now has a murder record. He, and, and this is not his, my, I'm not, I mean, I'm, it's, it's not my job to tell his story. This is stuff that can be found on the internet. So it's not like it's private information, but the young man that the, the life of the young man that he took was my first cousin. So now imagine the division within our family. And now because of the work I do, I know everything that is happening is rooted in the mental well, mental health of our family. I really believe that our family is not um, unique in this situation because I've been doing this work for three years. There's enough space in this place that we call earth for everybody to be talking about trauma, unfortunately. Yes. Thank yes. y'all for listening. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And so, so powerful. But yeah, just a such an example of the impact of that um, generational trauma. And wow, well, and I know, Jesse, the work you do with, with parenting and, and helping parents, and I know with ACEs Matter, I mean, getting this message to parents and saying, you can stop the cycle, you can you can prevent ACEs from happening. And that is, that's where the hope lies. <laughs> that's the beautiful part of it. And, you know, Cindy and I have talked about this as moms of daughters. We have to be the change we want to see in the world. And we have to do this work. And that's all, that's, I don't want to say that's all we can do, but that is the most important thing we can do is our own work. And that is what leads us here. You too, Terry, you know this. You have children. You know the impact on our, our families is huge. Not just our children, but our families. And even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it, it is. Oh. You, you are making a big difference. So true. And and as we heal as, our, you know, me as an, as an ace survivor, as an is it an ace survivor? I don't know. What, I don't think I want to call uh, it. Okay. They're all weird. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, your mom is still alive. Yeah. And you're still dealing with your with with that relationship. And you know, I've lost my mom over 20 years, 25 years ago because of aces, right? She had that early death because of aces. So I didn't get to heal with her. But you have your you and I know that you and your mom are doing the best you can right now. Right. And that, that's well, part I love of 
she's she's trying at 87 to just the other day I'm I'm talking like two or three days ago she decided to talk to me for 48 minutes and I only say that because I looked at the phone after we hung up and I was like wow she talked for 48 minutes about Mm -hmm. an incident that happened with her when she was four years old with a neighbor and as she talked to me about it and I said oh my gosh mom I'm so sorry that you know you had to experience sexual abuse and she said was that sexual abuse? Like she didn't even understand Mm -hmm. that this man doing this thing to this little four-year-old girl was sexually being sexually molested. So her wrapping her head around that was just to me, mind boggling. And being able to, I've, I've noticed with um, older family members, I have an aunt who I talked to about this and she can, because she was in her early 90s when I started talking to her about it and she started reading my website before her dementia has kicked in pretty significantly now she said to me you're doing some really important work yeah and she and she didn't she couldn't even tell me what it was but she knew and she would start to tell me stories about my family things that people did she just went I'm not surprised, but holy cow, that really happened. Oh, okay. So, so, you know, even though she seems to be, she was fine, you know, like, but I knew deep down and that was my mom's, my dad's side of the house, right? His side of the family. And we just, you know, we didn't, we we never talked about it until, you know, I lost a cousin to cancer. And then people are starting to really question why. Did you know why did she have can- why did she die from cancer? Right? It's like it takes some kind of an event for people to open up. But when I do, I do this work all the time. And when I talk to my cousins, they're like, they keep they can't help but question it because she had cancer and I had cancer, and she died and I didn't. And so there's this. It's isn't. It's not because of that. It's just because I'm here to say. I took a different path. Right. And and this is what I believe. And and now there even those folks are trying, starting to question like the mind body connection. It's like Oh well, yeah. yeah. I living wow. in a constant state of hyper arousal. What that does Portable. to our bodies. Right. I mean on on a um on a physical, I mean, are my immune, you know, your immune system weakens and your adrenals are, you know, just like, (laughs) so yeah, you're, of course, if something comes along like a toxin, uh, and we're all, we all have to be aware. Right. And then there was COVID to, to be a big teacher in a different way, you know, but yeah. It was like something swooped through during COVID and it just sprinkled healing on people. Like, keep going. I think something really flew through the air because there's so many people <laughs> that have sprouted as a result of being locked That's in That's right. House. That's right. I was like, maybe it's some magic dust or something that got sprinkled because um, a lot of us cocooned out of this or butterflied out of this. Yeah. And it's still a process, though. But um, okay. what it woke me up to, y'all, is that people are dying trying to tell their stories. That's right. Yeah. People are dying trying to tell their stories. And then something that I would not have learned had I not gone down this rabbit hole was that I I was having these ailments that none of my doctors could explain to me. Right. It was all in my head. 
I have friends who are going through that. Right. Too. Yeah. And that's and, what and I that went through. That's right. It's, 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 <laughs> so when Jesse talked about um, the cancer stuff in my mind, I was worried about that because um, many of my grand my, my grandparents on my mom's side both died of cancer, different types. But what this education has taught me now is, well, I'm going to put this in my own words, which again, this is why I started teaching AIDS Matter, because I just wanted to, I wanted to say it in a way that made sense to me. It feels like um, when our bodies start doing the things that it do does to tell us that it's tired, it's almost like to me that it's the body's way of responding to protecting itself from the inside or, or this is going to sound gruesome, but the, almost like the body's um, defending itself or, or I don't want to say eating itself from the inside out, but it's basically eating itself from the inside out. Like, I don't like the way you're treating me or not healing or not releasing some of this. So I'm going to fight back. Yeah. I told you this body and these are the things that are, yeah. I need this to come out. So if you can't do that for me, because whatever, I don't want to put that, say it like that, but it's almost like the, the body's defense mechanism um, and then as a result on the outside, we feel the pain as the humans. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So Cindy, if, if we take your family, for example, in, in everything that you just shared with us, what, if, if you had someone come to you and say, this is what's going on in my family right now, what is, what is the road, the path that they can step onto in order to start making those changes in, in their life? Is that what you're teaching people is, is the, the direct, how they can change direction? Yes. Beautiful. Terry. Yes. Um, that what it, it wasn't clear to me when I started, I thought just by telling people, you were like, Oh, great. Thanks for this. We've been looking for this. And then everybody was going to want to change. Oh my goodness. I was today years old when I found that marketing strategy didn't work. Um, so, uh, two things come up now that I, now when I talk about ACEs, because I, I realized that people are going to need a place to turn. Now that you've dropped this Hiroshima bomb, that we've got ACEs and we've taken our score, so now what? Um, my goal with ACEs Matter is to not only walk people to the water, but if they need their hand held for a little while, if they need to be shown how to dip the water out of the lake into the bucket, um, then we'll do that. Because if we think about the impact of ACEs, their hands got let, many of our hands got let go too soon. Yeah. Right. There was nobody to even walk us to the lake or the river or wherever the horse drinks. And knowing that my quote that I live by is it's easier to build strong men than to than it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. There is nothing more true than that statement, because once our cellular system has become so accustomed to this trauma. Right. It's like trying to unring a bell and that takes time. So what I want people to walk away when they um, participate in anything that ACEs Matters does is that um, start with the environment. Start with the environment. Let's take a look at the environment that we are currently in. And if it's an environment that we are not in a place financially to shift, then switch up the environments that you can control. Let's start with social media. Who are you following? What, what, basically, what currently has access to your five senses 
your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, and your skin that will keep you off of your healing journey. Let's start with those, okay? And if your eyes and your ears have access to a lot of toxic scrolling with bad information, the scrolling is bad in itself, but what you're seeing is like adding the cherry on top of it, right? So even if you can't change your home environment because of finances, the first thing you can do is let's change the environment that has access to your five senses, the things that you can't control. Because now we're treating the body in a way that is respected. I know that if I watch crime TV all the time, or if I'm constantly listening to violent music or doing things that um, my body has become accustomed to, then that's going to be the first environment that I want to try to change up. And if I can't afford it, then the next thing Aces Matter is going to do is refer to refer people to um, people like Jesse Graham, who she's a part of uh, uh, an initiative that I started called the Connection Committee. For almost a year, almost a year, we've been trying to figure out, give or take, what do we do with people after they've taken their ACE score? Yeah. What if they don't have money? to pay for one of these master classes that some of us have had access to. But we still think they need the information, right? So for almost a year, we've been trying to figure out what can the connection committee offer um, to people who want to do something now that they've learned about their ACEs score and how can we make it accessible and how can we make sure that the people who are, let's say, behind the mic in these groups settings um, are relatable to the people who are showing up. So essentially asking people to start with your environment, take a look at what has access to your five senses that you can control. And then as it, when it comes to children, the other thing I like to think about when I think about the ACEs is think about the treatment of the children, because this is where we go to in the intergenerational ACEs. How are the children being treated? Because how the children are being treated under the age of 18 will, di- will dictate a lot how they treat themselves when they leave the house. And as you can see, that same environment that they got in under the age of 18 will likely be the environment that they walk into once they do leave the house, if they leave the house. You know, so I think talking just basically our portion is to do the education, like sound the alarm and then turn it over to the experts who um who do family coaching or group training or corporate coaching, like basically just making sure that everybody understands that. Whether you have zero dollars in your account or you're one of the top 1% billionaires, everybody deserves to learn about this information. Yes, absolutely. And I know one of the things what, what popped up for me, I'm from a reader's on for a second. I loved in your bio um, that when you were talking about working with children, aid in nurturing the new the neurons of students, parents, and educators. I I love that because I know brain plasticity and rewiring and all that stuff, but that's what I heard when I was saying that. And so, yeah, I mean, that's such powerful work when you're able to, like you said, not just lead them to the water, but help them understand how to drink from that water so that those neurons can start to fire in healthier ways and and new paths can be created. So I know that's deep and scientific for a lot of folks, but it really is. I love that visual that you presented. So thank you. And if I can just add to that, the work that Cindy does, and we've talked about a lot is the way this is all done is in conversation. And that is so powerful because it's, 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 it is about, being present, being empathetic, being human, 
relating, connecting, and and not there isn't really a a formula, right? It's being it's having that conversation and also showing these other people once they know they can also have this conversation. It's not a secret. It's not a it's not something taboo to talk about. We're here. We're all we've all we're living survivors, <laughs> alive and well. And you you are going to be okay. You just you're just in the beginning stages. And that conversation again, starting that conversation is the part that I I'm sold on because today we had a conversation, we had a meeting, and I said, I don't know one person who I haven't had this conversation with. I mm. mean. I really don't. I mean, it's it's really hard for me not to have this conversation. Yes. You know, if anybody asks me, even now I'm, you know, I have my real estate license and people are like, I'm, I guess they could call me a trauma-informed realtor. Right. <laughs> I can't help it. Like, I look beyond the surface at everybody's story, especially when I'm, you know, helping, relating with someone. So I say all the time, Jesse. That in sharing our truths and sharing our stories by, by having those conversations, that's when soul connections happen. That's right. That's when those the automatic healing. Yeah. And and you don't and so many people have that, oh my gosh, me too. Or I I don't feel so alone. And uh yeah, beautiful. Cindy, back to you for a second. I, I know one of the things that we could sit and talk for hours, I'm sure we, I'm, yes. we need to have like part two and part three and part four. But I, I know one of the things I really wanted to learn about was was reachers. Can you talk to us about what that is in in ACES Matter? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was not going to let go of my dream of telling everybody, right? Remember I said that I thought I could just put it out there and everybody's going to be like, hey, thank you, wizard. <laughs> We've been waiting on this. That didn't happen. So my plan B was like, well, can I find other people that will help me talk about it? And that's how the Reacher program was born. So the Reacher program is intended to be a trainer of the trainer program. It was intended to be a program where I walked the general population of people through what I had been learning about ACEs. And they would be inspired to then want to go back into their zip codes and repeat that same information. Okay. I've got about 80% of people with color that represent this program at the way that it stands. And that was very intentional because one of the things I realized, Terry, when I started the work was that there were quite a few people out there talking about adverse childhood experiences, but none of them, it wasn't a lot of them that looked like me. And then the more I read into the research, I was like, there are a lot of people that look like me that got ACEs, (laughs) you know? And so I need to create a platform where When people find out about ACEs, when they turn on the TV or the tube or switch the channel, then they can relate with the person on the other end without feeling like they've been, like the information is segregated again. Because even the medical information is segregated for many of these people who have ACEs, because guess what? My reading ability is at about the fifth grade. And, you know, so I wanted to create a space of people from different backgrounds, different walks of life from all over the country where we would come together. We would go through the healing process together. That was the other part that I was going to get out of it because I'm only, I'm less than three years into this. And then I, through my hashtags, I started finding all these other people and I'm like, come on, let's do this together. They said yes. And as a result, um, we started in August and I was able to recruit 17 different 
uh, people from across the country in 12 different states. And once a month, we meet as a group. We have subject matter experts come in and speak. We had Dr. Jane McConaughey last week. She wrote Trauma in the Pew. She was not last week in our last class. So she was oh, our guest Janine, speaker. Janine, yeah. Janine, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Janine. She, she was is. our guest speaker. Yeah. She's and one of my wonderful friends. And um, she's just, oh my amazing. gosh, Trauma in the Pews. I read it. It's wonderful. The, 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 the students loved her. So Good. she came and she talked about ACEs from a spiritual perspective. So if you can imagine people um, as young as 27 to our, um, our most senior resident is 64. Okay. Bringing these reachers in, reacher is actually an acronym, uh, which stands for We Realize Emotions and Challenges help encourage resilience. So it's a long acronym, but that was kind of what it felt like. Like, oh, okay. So all those things that I went through, I'm so, I can I can be resilient on this other end because of this magical brain they gave me that's plastic or plasticity or whatever. So the Reacher Academy, um, it's going well. And um, the subject matter experts that we've had come in and speak, I actually had one of the students in the Reacher Academy. He said, I had always been threatened by going to therapy. I knew something was wrong with me. You know, and I, of course we tell them there's nothing wrong with you, right? It was what happened to you. And he said, but I was always intimidated by going to therapy. But ever since I became a reacher, this feels like a retreat and I get to do over. And I get to be a better dad as a result of learning about ACEs. I met this guy at a stoplight, speaking of like not meeting anybody that you, you don't tell about. So he became one of our reachers. So the program is designed to help people reestablish trust with themselves. Trust starts at a neuro neurological level, we know, right? We, we know that moment where we feel like I can trust this person because our brain has now made that. And so I wanted to create that space um, where people could see what that feels like and then uh, try to be the loudest voice we possibly could online um, until everybody has taken their A score because that's an intervention in itself. Oh, for sure. And if, when I've sent it to people and they come back and said, uh, what does it mean that I score a seven? <laughs> well, yeah, you probably have yeah. some healing work to do. Yep. Yeah. It predicts the future. And uh, I said this in a previous interview that now that they've grant, they've gifted us, they, Folletti and Anda gifted us with, with this information and everybody else has had a, 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 a say in the conversation and research. We know now that many of these outcomes can be predicted. So us in the healing community sector, I think our role could be to prepare healing communities for when people come out of their childhood. It would be nice to intervene right now to try to plug it in. But we also in realistically, like there are some people that are not comfortable with being told how to parent. And then there, there's just a lot of extreme situations that are just out of our control. So I think our duty is to create programs like the Reacher Academy. Create healing podcasts, healing community, places where people can go once they realize that their childhood was kind of crappy <laughs> or really crappy. Right. Right. Instead of the prisons and the welfare systems that are like they, they've got people lined up that we know most likely 90 something percent of them are going to have adverse childhood experiences. Those systems are set in stone, ready to receive them. Yes. Have you have you met or come across Fritzy Horseman's work? Uh, yeah. 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 One of her employees is one of my reachers. Oh, wonderful. Because yeah. yes, just the work she's doing is beautiful. Um, 
in the prison in the prison communities. So yeah, well, good. I'm glad. Um, there was something that popped in my head and it popped right back out. So okay. <laughs> how thoughts work. They come and they go. <laughs> thoughts, they I come call and it they menopause go. brain, but uh, um, all right. So was there anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had an opportunity to talk about yet? Either one of you. I would say Jesse take a stab at it. I I want to I want to I want to acknowledge the work that Jesse is doing again. The more and more she endorses areas of her life like the real estate now, I'm like happy to tell my friends, "Oh, you're buying a house. I have a trauma-informed real estate agent I can refer you to." <laughs> it would be nice just to see trauma-informed in front of everybody's title. Like really, like no, no joke. And um there's three other people on our connection committee that are not here with us tonight, but I do have a, a feeling we're going to go viral. We're going to be back on your show probably the next couple of years. Um, they are all collectively doing great work in their own respect. Um, Dr. Lourdes Ortiz, uh, you'll, you'll, I'd love to do an introduction with her because the value she adds to our small group is that she comes from an asset based mindset. So whenever we're done giving that cloudy information, she swoops right in with here's how to replace it. Right. Like here's how to replace some of those thoughts or conversations or some of those sales that are not, you know, doing nice things on the inside. And then Tiffany West, um, she has this thing where she's all about emotional health from the inside out. And then my other connection committee, Sophia Amasanya, she does something I had never heard of. And all because I started focusing on ACEs, I learned that there are multiple things I can put into my formula for healing. And Sophia does um, tapping. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you, yeah, right? EFT. And that was what worked for her. Yeah, that's what worked, the EFT. So it worked for her, Jesse. I mean, it was, it, it was so much that brought this whole connection committee idea together. And we wanted people to feel like there was a space with all different types of people from all different types of life, walks of life um, that were involved in this conversation, Terry. And yeah, so that's 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 the last thing. But Jesse, you can go. But that's the last thing I want to leave with people. Follow us and, and keep a lookout for the Connection Committee because we are coming. Yeah. And we're yeah. I, I don't really have anything to add. I just I just want to honor both of you, too, for this, because when I started doing this work, I don't know probably almost 15 years ago now, really like on social media and putting it out there. I'd been going to workshops and learning my, doing my own learning, but I felt so isolated. I felt like nobody really understood. And I started my Facebook group, Transforming Aces, and people are welcome to join that. Um, and it's grown to 10,000 people now. And I'm like, I can't keep up with it, but I know there's a bunch of people out there that want more information and that are resonating with a lot of the quotes that I post. And that's pretty much what I do. I kind of put my set my own heart out there and my own healing in a way that I hope people can can resonate. And that comfort that I'm having has allowed me to go to a new level. Like we've got this. I, I really believe between Aces Matter and C Tip and Paces Connection. These three organizations that I'm involved with, I'm like, this is so fabulous. We are transforming the world. Yes. You know, I just had a, a call with somebody who does um, construction work, and he just is proposing a trauma-informed policy for his business. And I'm like, yes, anybody, 
anybody can can do that work. So, and it's because of Aces Matters, the way Cindy's story unfolded and the way that you have kind of in, integrated it into everything that, that has happened in the media, you know, it's hard not to say, yeah, like, let's focus on that root cause. And then, you know, let's nurture the neurons. And um, what's the other one? Roots? Sorry. Yeah. Nurture, nurture the neurons. Strengthen the roots. It's right yeah. there. In, in the... Yeah. <laughs> and that, to me, I mean, I worked in early ed for so long. And, you know, I, I'm now a grandma of five grandchildren. So since I talked to you, there are two more. Oh, yeah. And I'm like... That to me is just another blessing of this work. It's like this work is being done. It's happening. Yes. And just, well, we just have to li- live it. We just have to live it. Keep living it. Yes. Beautiful. And I just have to add a little, a little PS to it is that by living it, by living it as, as those who experienced ACEs or have high ACE scores, we are such an example to our children and grandchildren. And I mean, my own kids, one went through horrific trauma beyond our home when he got to college and um, with a friend who had committed suicide and had such a profound effect on him. But I remember talking to him and saying, you know, how are you doing? And he was like, well, I'm in EMDR therapy. Well, I had gone through EMDR therapy. So he witnessed mom. Yeah, Mm -hmm. go through it for four years. And I I would check in on him every now and then and be like, you know, you don't have to talk about it, but just checking in. How's it going? He's like, oh, my gosh, this therapy is amazing. Like, and so just to be able to witness your children follow and see, oh, my gosh, mom has done all this healing work and I can do it, too, and be able to tap into their resilience. Oh, what a gift. What a gift. That's it. Yeah. What a gift. For sure. Well, how do how do folks connect with each of you? Acesmatter.org. Um, Aces Matter. Aces Matter. Aces Matter. Aces Matter. Aces I'm so, Matter. so grateful that that download came on that day that, yeah, now we get it. Now yeah. we get what really matters. That's right. Yes, and all things as my kids, my kids, my students in the Reacher Academy learned uh, or in the anthology uh, book writing party, they had to look up the definition of matter. And and when they came back, they just saw it. They was like, oh, so yeah, you get it. You get it. That's a new meaning. I love that. I did it on purpose. I made it go in order. I said, first, look up what is what is the what is the law of energy matter? Well, actually, it was the first one was what is an atom? That was the very first one they had to look up. And then I scaled it during the scavenger hunt. So when they came back after looking up matter, they was like, oh, and I was like, I didn't see it when I made it. But now it makes sense. Right? <laughs> yes, It's brilliant. Yes. That's a great post. Yeah, let's get that out there. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. And so I was like, I don't know. Those are the downloads, whatever. So yeah, they just somebody sprinkle some healing dust on us, y'all. Seriously. So much. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, it's just you can reach me at Jesse Graham Coach. Oh, yes. Dot com. Yeah. Say it again because I was talking over you. It's okay. Jesse Graham Coach.com. I have a website and my Facebook page, Jesse Graham Coach, and my Facebook group is it transforming aces. Awesome. And I'll put that in show notes too, folks. So you can sure. find all the links and uh, yes, visit all these amazing 
amazing resources. So, well, it's just been such a pleasure to have you both here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, sharing your stories, your mission, but also just the beautiful, beautiful work you're doing in the world. So thank you. My heart is full. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for uh, thanks for again being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.